0: (laughs) this just in. Santa discovered going to Kim Jong-un's house.
1: Gave him a little kiss on the forehead. Just
0: a little one, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Ho 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 ho! Merry Christmas!
2: Santa! Oh my god, you're on
0: the box! Goodness. that's right boys and girls Goodness. and i'm here with a very special gift the christmas special for wtf are you talking about it feels weird to make santa say wtf right?
2: <laughs> honestly santa would never Mm-mm.
0: welcome back ladies and gentlemen it has been a little while Things have been super hectic. The holiday season threw a spanner into everyone's works, as I'm sure you might be aware of, dear listener.
2: As to just general sickness, we we're pretty gross. We were all sicky, sicky, but just at different weeks, which really messed up the uh, podcast recording schedule. Yeah.
0: But we're back. We've got a wonderful Christmas special lined up for you. And we've got a bunch of exciting developments in the works for the new year. I don't want to spoil anything right oh, off the top.
2: No spoilers, please.
0: No spoilies. But right off the top, we got some new formats we'll be experimenting with. We've got some new equipment coming in, so we'll hopefully see a little uptick in that their audio quality. And we might even have a new, just a new, just a
1: teensy-weensy,
0: brand new show coming, Q1 2023, which I think everyone's going to really have fun with, and I know we're going to have a lot of fun creating it. So whether or not you like it, you're getting it.
2: Yeah, we are so excited to be back it's the crimbus special mary chrysler it's the season of receiving
0: mr bond
2: oh dv i, I wish, wish
0: you were, were my son. son now do
2: it in the harmony oh,
0: dv i wish you were, were my son we had a great docket lined up for you on this wonderful christmas special as usual we'll be starting off with am i the asshole Ooh. this week all christmas themed because as everyone knows suicide rates shoot up Because we know family dramas abound, just like at weddings, as they do at Christmas. Then after that, we'll be doing a little tier list of winter traditions, plus a few random Christmas ones peppered in there. We live in the UK, it's a cultural touchdown, we can't help it, but it's mostly winter stuff, ranking how much fun it is, and I look forward to getting into discourse with the girls. To round things off, we're going to do something that's a little unusual, but very wholesome. We're going to be reading the five-star reviews, which is all of the reviews, for Jelly Cat's little products if you don't know what they are give them a quick google right now if you do know what they are then yes all the reviews are five stars and you're well aware that they're well deserved they are little boys what how would you describe them
2: you could not have been vaguer with that description yeah jellycat is a stuffed animal company they do very cute little animals they have little descriptions and names and also they do stuffed vegetables and someone in this podcast group may have received a stuffed pumpkin today not naming names not naming names
0: it was Emma. <laughs> she got one.
2: I got a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about pumpkin!
1: But yes, they also have a Christmas collection, so we will be reviewing the comments and reviews on their um, Christmas stuffed animals.
0: Tons of Christmas coming in hot, coming in fast, directly into your ear holes. We got a fantastic show. Let's get started. <laughs> Alright guys, who wants to go first? Just kidding, I already know it's Gabby because she has been barely containing this story in all day
1: i get so excited to tell these stories it is like one of the highlights of my week when i find a really good one it's the pride Um, and joy
0: of your entire life you don't need to just say we i mean you've been a shell of a person since we've been not recording a husk a husk
1: would i be the asshole if i tell my friend not to send me a christmas card from her baby i am a happily child-free adult
2: that's my favorite way for any of these to start i
1: know this one is interesting though
0: right from the title i don't have a huge problem with what they're saying but it is always funny when people define themselves by their hatred of children as opposed to just having a personality well
1: wait
0: (laughs) there's a lot to
1: unpack here babies have always made me super uncomfortable I don't like looking at them, being in their presence, or really hearing about them. I used to have panic attacks if I had to go near a baby or toddler, even for a minute or two. If a baby or toddler touched me, I'd freak out and have to go wash off a few layers of skin. I don't know what caused such an intense reaction, but it's always been like this. I've been working on at least being more cordial and tolerant with babies and toddlers to the point that I no longer have panic attacks. However, they still make me very uncomfortable and I don't want anything to do with them. I have a friend, we'll call her Sally, who knows that I do not like babies and how uncomfortable they make me. Sally had a baby several months back. I was polite and congratulated her. Ever since, every so often, she'll randomly message me about the baby. She'll start with, I know you don't like babies, but, and then send me a picture of her baby, tell me about toys or clothes she bought for her baby, etc. I used to reply in brief messages like, nice, or okay, and leave it at that. I don't want to be mean, so I just give a minimal response I delete the photos immediately Usually our conversations too Because I'm not interested Sally and I are not, nor have we ever been, close friends Recently, Sally posted in a group chat That we're both in asking for people's addresses If they want to receive a Christmas card from her baby That's how she worded it I figured if I didn't fill out the document that that would be an easy, non-confrontational way to ensure I would not be receiving baby pictures in the mail. Unfortunately, Sally messaged me privately today asking for my address so she could send a Christmas card so my silent opt-out is no longer an option. Will I be the asshole if I tell her I don't want a Christmas card from her baby and to please stop sending me photos and updates about said baby?"
2: This is an interesting one. Yeah. This this has a lot of layers to it, much like this woman's skin. Not anymore. Not anymore.
0: (laughs) Not anymore. Not after
2: she scrubbed off so many.
0: It's super, super bizarre. This woman has a condition of some kind.
2: I think so, because... I mean there's a lot of child free people but the level at which she very clearly can't be around them and tolerate them which also props to her for being self-aware of that and being like this is something that i've worked on but yeah this is a very very strong reaction to babies it's weird
0: if we take it at face value though and i'm going to even though i'm suspicious she's within her rights to ask someone not to essentially intentionally trigger her phobia right like if you were really really arachnophobic and your friend had a pet spider and said i'm gonna send you a christmas card from my spider you'd be well within your rights to say like hey don't do that and also stop sending me pictures of your spider really freaks me out
2: fully agree especially because w- something i'm like huh about here is the christmas card from the baby aspect because if this were the family's christmas card and the baby was also on it then it might just be that okay clearly you don't want to be friends with this woman if you can't tolerate that much the vibe i get is that this is like you know the influencer moms who make an instagram account as if it's their baby writing it when their baby's unborn still and they're like hey i'm like six weeks old in mommy's belly and i love kicking and i've got daddy's nose it has that energy of just yeah yeah what do you think Gabby?
1: so reddit has deemed her the asshole
2: Okay, I'm very curious to hear comments, because I think it's a... What I'm leaning towards right now is a no assholes here. I don't think the friend is the asshole for asking.
0: She is annoying, though, and I would not want to be friends with her. Yeah. Just shut up about your baby. We can all have one. You're not special.
1: So this is a comment with 15,000 upvotes. You would be the asshole. You don't even need to open the card. Use tongs to take it out of the mailbox and drop it immediately in the garbage. Sally's being a little too obtuse about sharing her baby excitement, but this literally and figuratively is life. Sally could be lonely and struggling with the change of having a baby. Everyone has issues. It wouldn't harm you at all to be polite about mail. Next time Sally messages you something about the baby, ask how she's doing. Sally, not the baby. She could just be looking for dialogue with an adult and baby on the brand has limited the topics she can think of. That could be a win-win for you both.
0: It's a classic situation where you're being told not to be rude because everybody's got a hard life, but Sally's being rude by essentially putting the original poster in this situation where they have to be awkward about it. And it's also this method of don't even look at it, just take it out of the mailbox, put it directly in the bin, bull and shit. You do that and I guarantee you, like clockwork, The first thing Sally's going to ask when she next sees you, what did you think of the card? Wasn't he cute? And you're going to have to have a conversation and really pull out all the stops to avoid revealing that you did what you did because life is a comedy.
2: Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Sally knows that the poster does not like babies, right? Like she's, posters made that clear and everything. The quote is, she knows that I do not like
1: babies and how uncomfortable they make me. But she also said they're not close friends. So.
2: Okay. So this
1: is one of the top comments. So someone just like wrote something like from her perspective. Basically, I feel like that could resolve it. Sally, I suffer from something called pedophobia. I am working on it and have come leaps and bounds. However, I am not at a point where I'm comfortable looking at, discussing, or being in the presence of babies. I understand. You may not grasp this, but it is a genuine phobia And I need to set some boundaries for my own comfort I appreciate you thinking of me However, I would appreciate it if I did not receive one I hope you can understand that it is not about Your specific child, but all children
0: I like that a lot I think say I have a phobia of children Don't say pedophobia You're just inviting mistakes
2: Yes Yeah I think that that's a great text and she needs to do it. And then if Sally doesn't take that kindly, then, okay, probably not someone that you want in your life anyways, especially if you haven't really been a close friend
0: prior to this. It's a good red flag test in a way.
2: So I don't think she's the asshole, but I think she needs to just set firmer things because this is a unique thing.
1: Yeah. I think this is like an everyone needs to communicate here.
2: I feel like we need a jingle for that because I feel like that's just every (laughs) situation.
1: The wheat bread couple comes to mind. No,
2: that man just needs, like, an encyclopedia. Oh, wheat bread man, I hope you're doing well somewhere. Wherever you are. In gluten heaven. No assholes here? No assholes here. Yeah, sure. Case closed.
0: Wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please welcome to the podcast, Owen Wilson.
0: God, I wish.
1: What are you sipping on? An electrolyte drink in a wine glass. It looks very fancy. (laughs) I just haven't had enough water today.
0: (laughs) I've got a story now, everyone, so let's just get straight into it. Am I the asshole for banning alcohol from Christmas? My husband's family likes to drink. Every holiday includes multiple bottles of wine slash cocktails. I hate drinking. I have never drank. My father was an alcoholic. I think it's childish if you can't have fun without drinking. This year, I'm hosting Christmas for a change, and I decided, since it's at my house, no alcohol allowed, we are all getting older, and it's time to grow up. My husband's sister called to ask what she could bring. She saw a recipe for a Christmas martini that she wanted to bring. I told her about my no alcohol rule. She didn't say much, but must have told the rest of the family. Some of them started texting, asking if I was serious and saying that it is lame, but I am not budging. Now it turns out my husband's sister is hosting an alternative gathering that almost everyone is choosing to go to instead. It's so disrespectful, all because they would have to spend one day sober. My husband told me he talked to his sister, and we are invited to her gathering, and he said we should just go and stop causing issues, but I won't. It's so rude. My husband is mad because I'm making him stay home and spend Christmas with me, but it was my turn to host, and I chose to have a no alcohol. They could have dealt with it for one year. What do you guys think? Asshole, right off the
2: bat. Why? Because you can be sober and her take of not being able to have fun without drinking is childish. Yes, I agree, but she doesn't give any further context on, I mean, are these people alcoholics in everyday life? How she's like, they can last one day without drinking. It's Christmas. It's a special occasion. My family loves to make like Christmas cocktails and and stuff. And I think a much better option would be her making a really fun christmas mocktail or offering you know some different things like that rather than being like no we aren't doing this because you're all lame
1: yeah so this is my thing i don't know where i'm at with it because like i don't drink my family does i've never been at a christmas with alcohol on like oh okay so it's like not something that i'm used to i don't
2: know
0: I think her attitude is definitely not great. See,
2: it's the attitude for me. I'm like, I totally think it would be fine to text people and say, hey, I'm hosting this year. This is something that I really want to do. I'm going to be making these alternative drinks and that kind of stuff. But she just kind of came in in attack mode
1: yeah and she does say at the beginning like my dad was an alcoholic i don't drink i've never drank like she could be like hey for one year i would feel more comfortable if when i hosted christmas this year we didn't have drinks you know if that's something that you guys are open to that would be great but she's like i think it's childish of you that you can't drink and then she's like why doesn't anyone want to come to my party
0: right she's making herself so unlikable
2: Yeah. yeah she's like they can't go one day without drinking it's a special day like, it's a it's a holiday. It's not just a random Tuesday night dinner that she's having them over for in the year. So yeah, some people might want to drink on Christmas, and that is fine. I think having a sober Christmas is totally fine. I think having drinks on Christmas is totally fine. I think coming at it with just claws out and then being upset when mm-hmm. people choose to do something else, I'm not liking her attitude.
1: Yeah, and this is the thing, because I do sympathize with her a lot, because being someone that doesn't drink at the holidays is really difficult, and, like, there are very few sober holiday events, especially, like, as an adult, but you can't approach it the way that she's approached. And I think if she was, like, you know, it's my year to host in my house, I would prefer to not have a bunch of alcohol, but you have to understand that some people aren't going to want to come to that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or even maybe there's a middle ground where maybe she can be like, oh, um, my husband's gonna pick up a couple bottles of like some nice wine or something. Say people can have a glass with dinner if they want, but I have these other options if people wanna partake. It just, it doesn't have to be at the extreme level that she's taken it to. I like the idea of having like nice wine. Yeah. Just like a nice, a nice drink, you know. Yeah, or like a mulled wine. A or... mulled
1: wine. Yum. Um. But then, how do we feel about the sister being like, okay, I'm just gonna throw my own party, and everyone's gonna come to that instead.
0: So I'm coming in. No assholes here. Okay. I don't think that this original poster is the asshole for wanting to throw a party with no booze. I agree. She could be, in many ways, more accommodating. Like, we've, we've listed a slew of different ways that she could have done this better and gotten a more diplomatic response. I
2: think also just nicer.
0: Yeah, that would she
2: have been helped. Just had a little bit more kindness.
0: But she ultimately is the host. So if she wants to throw the event this way, then she's well within her rights to do so. And I don't think it makes her the asshole, despite them being kind of unusual extreme rules. However... The economy of parties is a free market. So she cannot be upset if a competitor seeing market demand for an alcoholic party arrives to meet that supply because that's just how it works. You got out competed, son.
1: So if you were <laughs> having a party mm-hmm. and Spencer was like, cool, I'm going to have a better party on the same day and everyone wanted to go to that. Would you be like, well, that's fine.
0: So There's a couple of things to say to that. First is that would never happen. No one would throw a better party than me. And second, if I got an invite and I could tell it was a better party, I would probably just go to that other party. <laughs> Do you think the mom and pop shops don't go to Walmart to buy their groceries? You know, you, you go okay. with the stronger competitor. I'm
1: going to flip the scenario. So picture this.
0: I'm picturing. I'm
2: picturing it as well.
1: You're throwing a party with alcohol. It's for Christmas. Okay. You've invited everyone. It's a very important friends, family. Your sister-in-law comes to you and is like, hey, I want to have a no alcohol Christmas party. I've got some really good mocktails I want to try. And you're like, I really want to drink. It's Christmas. And everyone wants to go to the not drinking Christmas.
0: I'll go to the not drinking Christmas. I will have a flask concealed. (laughs) And I will participate in the market economy. I will personally supply my own demand. And let's be honest- Couple people are going to be very happy that I've brought in some contraband. You know, that's what the black market is for. The black market is online.
2: You've gone so economy pilled with this. I <clears throat> um, mean, I've
0: gone so correct.
2: The IRS, they allow for TNA; it's fine. Anyways, um, so I am picturing that. I still think that my suggestion would be, hey, let's you know get some like mocktails going here as well, so that we can have you know people from whatever they want to do feel comfortable and welcome. Yeah, I think. Both of them are being extreme, and I think a compromise could have been reached, but that's kind of the moral of all these M.I. the asshole stories. Often. And I do think that shots, at least with the way that that this was written, shots were fired first from the poster. It does come off that way,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's it's clearly, like, a not necessarily, like, a cultural, but, like, a, a thing within her husband's family. Like, we have drinks on the holidays. And for her to be like, well, I'm hosting... And I want to do things not the way you guys do it, because I think it's childish. Yeah. I think the way you guys act is childish.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, imagine There's it. an era of superiority That's... about it that I really... You can be sober. Yeah, like you say, like, you don't drink, but I've never felt judged by you for having a drink at a party or something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like if you wanted to host a party that was sober, then I'd absolutely go to it. If you wanted to host something that was more significant to not just you, something like a holiday or something like that. I think Christmas is...
0: Christmas isn't for you. So that was actually one of the comments here. So Reddit has deemed her the asshole. And I think that a few comments sum up the arguments pretty strongly. The first is, you're the asshole and the Grinch who stole Boosmas. Oh <laughs> The more serious arguments are, you're the asshole for throwing a fit when no one wants to attend your optional gathering. And also because, again, as we were saying, this is something your in-laws like and you're just banning them from it. Now, granted, alcohol is probably a more devious pastime than what I'm about to say, but let's say they always liked playing board games before Christmas and she said no board games, they're for children.
1: But her dad wasn't a board game Fair
0: point, well, fair point. he could have been. This comment says, Kindly, you're the asshole. I understand where you come from, but you need to understand where other people come from, too. It's not your wedding or your birthday. This celebration isn't about you, And it's not about what you want. It's a celebration that brings people together. So people need to work in community for it.
2: I feel like that comment sums it up really well for me.
0: Yeah. I think that one actually brought me on side a little bit to you're the asshole. I was going to say not the asshole because a little bit of castle doctrine, like you're part of your rules, but it's Christmas. You're like, oh, it's my turn to throw the party, which, yeah, it is. So then maybe you should throw a party that accommodates everyone. Well, I mean, we've outlined many potential options she could have taken. What do you think, Abby?
1: I think everyone sucks. I think she sucks for trying to like move the money to the one. The sister! <laughs> to just throw another party on the same day as your sister-in-law's party and make everyone come to that instead of trying to like come to a compromise is like a weird and kind of lame move.
0: As usual, Gabby, the interventionist, wants to just arrest the free hand of the market and burn it in <laughs> boiling acid. Foul stench of European socialism.
1: But we knew this.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so my my, I think everyone sucks.
2: Emma, what are your thoughts? I am leaning more towards asshole right now. Because also something that we didn't really talk about is the husband. Yeah. Who, now she's making her husband stay away from his family on Christmas as well because she's gotten herself into this petty mess. I just don't like her attitude. It sounds like she really just got herself in this situation. It didn't turn out how she wanted. I think the sister kind of sucks too but isn't like the full-blown asshole if that makes sense i still think everyone sucks you're the asshole the asshole case closed we have ladies and gentlemen an interesting one following that story it's another story of siblings hosting christmas and in-laws and that kind of stuff
0: tell us the story
2: no well
1: that concludes our show today all right everybody
2: thanks for coming Am I the asshole for pushing my husband to insist we host Christmas again over his sister? My husband is one of three siblings, and they usually rotate who host Christmas. It's usually the same people who go every year, give or take a few. Sorry, I burped. There you go. I'm like a baby. <laughs> Someone's afraid of me. I'm gonna send out a Christmas card. Sorry. <laughs> it is, my husband and I with our two kids, his sister and husband with their three kids, his younger brother and his daughter, his mom and dad, grandma, usually an aunt and uncle, and maybe a cousin or two. Not to mention his brother-in-law's parents and maybe a sibling come too. I really don't want to sound like I'm this type of person because I don't judge anybody on their house size or their wealth. I sent a butt coming, Robert. But the issue is that his sister's house is so fucking tiny, it's uncomfortable for everyone there. It actually isn't even an individual house, but it is half of a duplex type. There will be about 20 people coming this year, and I think that it's ridiculous for her to insist on hosting. They also have a large Great Dane that is on top of everyone. Well, actually everyone is on top of everyone. I shit you not that half the guests have to sit on the living room floor to eat. Usually the older relatives sit at the four-person dining table, a few sit on the couch, and the rest of us are standing or sitting on the floor with our plates of food. Oh, that's in all caps. And the last big kicker is that there is only one bathroom that constantly smells like shit. My kids always complain about going to this aunt's house because of the reasons I listed. I'm siding with them and I said I would talk to dad about us volunteering to host. We don't live in a mansion, but we can comfortably fit all the guests and we have more than one bathroom. Husband doesn't want to because he says it will hurt his sister's feelings and she already knows how poor they are and this would be rubbing it in her face. I don't think that should be the case. I think she should want the family to be comfortable. I'm sure she must know we don't love sitting on the floor in that cramped house. I'm not sure if I sound like a spoiled bitch asshole right now yes. or if I'm right. <laughs> I mean, I think either way, you do sound like a spoiled bitch asshole, but...
0: You can sound spoiled and be sort of right, yeah.
2: Yeah, so... It's, it's about tact,
0: isn't it? I would love to hear some people's thoughts on this story. You know how we have said many times before that you can be an asshole but still be based? <laughs> I don't know if this is a route that you want to go down. I think that we need to add a new caveat. Okay. Which is you can be right and still an asshole.
1: Okay, let's hear your argument. I,
0: well, okay, so our argument is people would be more comfortable at my house. Yeah. That's almost certainly true, it doesn't justify her plan. I mean, we we did a, a big old Thanksgiving just a couple of weeks ago, and we had 30 people, and yeah, like, half of us were sitting on the floor to eat. More that's, than half of us were sitting on the floor to eat.
2: That's what I was thinking.
0: But I think that that's maybe relevant to this, where at 20, we can expect, okay, yeah, we're all just going to sit on the floor, and half of you are going to eat off of, like, paper plates and stuff, right? Like, that's kind of what we would expect, and no one's got a problem with that. Depending on the age of the family here, it would be rough if it's a bunch of, like, 50-year-olds with, like, no knees and bad backs sitting on the floor here. I think that's a reasonable concern to have, even if she's being a dick, and I do think she's being a dick.
1: If the older relatives are going to be uncomfortable sitting on the floor, then they can ask if we can eat somewhere else. She doesn't need to, like, be their savior. For her kids, too. Yeah, her kids sound fucking spoiled. Her
2: kids... Yeah,
1: they're like I don't want to go to her small house where I have to sit on the floor. Every single holiday party that I went to as a kid, we sat on the floor or we sat on the couch with like a TV tray and a or like plate. the kids
2: table, like the pop up thing kind of there. Yes. Yeah.
1: There was never enough room for everyone. And it was fun. And we were all like tripping over each other. But like we were laughing. Like it's not about the quality of the room. It's about like having fun with your relatives and being thankful for like what you have. So I think her trying to kind of steal the hostess's thunder. When it sounds like the hostess is already a bit self-conscious. I think her language of being
2: like, she already knows how poor she is. Your
0: language is real bad.
2: (laughs) Her (laughs) language is I'm like, if you have a legitimate concern about, you know, other relatives, she just kept every single line. She's just is digging herself into a hole that, ugh.
0: And that's why I think, you know, she might be right, but she's still an asshole.
2: She's still an asshole. Absolutely. I don't think there's a question about that. There's an element of, like, oh, it's the big family chaos, you know? It's fun because everyone's coming together to gather, and I just think that she's... She's,
0: Lean into it. Come on. Yeah. She's right mechanically, but she's wrong in spirit. Exactly.
2: Like, if this were a wedding, that would be weird if you just, like, didn't have enough seats for people or something like that. It's a family Christmas. Also, what's wrong with sitting on the floor? (laughs) It's comfy. I like sitting on the floor. Leg room. Leg room. You can sit crisscross applesauce.
1: Yeah. So she seems like someone who's very, like, manners-y, like, doing things, like, proper, and, like, you're not going to sit at a table. But one of the biggest things that you can do in terms of manners is, like, making the people around you, like, feel comfortable. Yes.
2: So I think she seems like someone who fancies herself very big on manners. Yes. who, Who maybe, like, read a book on etiquette And was like, this is the way that you stir the soup, but doesn't have basic kindness for people.
1: The most important thing about etiquette is making like guests and hosts feel comfortable, like in your presence. Literally, yes. So, like having your children be like, hey, it might not be your ideal, but you're gonna act like you're having a good time and you're going to be nice to everyone there, and you're not going to complain. And, like, going to the sister-in-law and being like, thank you so much for having us. You know, it's always so, like, good to see you. Maybe
2: bring a few extra, like, pop-up chairs. Yeah. Something like that, you know? Whatever the opposite of how you are right now, be (laughs) that, please. Thank you. Literally, top comment. I did not read these comments before saying this. You're the asshole. Instead of dismissing your sister-in-law as being inadequate to host, Why don't you offer to bring over a folding table and some chairs? You can help to make her house more comfortable. Yes. Or maybe for Christmas this year, get her, like, a little bathroom diffuser.
1: Yeah. Tell your kids to stop taking fresh shits in the bathroom.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We know it's her kids that are, like, the ones... They probably don't think that they need to, like, flush the toilet.
1: Oh, they're like, the butler does that for me. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Um,
2: This comment is incredible. You could also just not go. That way, everyone wins.
1: Oh, my God! Yeah. Based. Yeah, stop talking about how she's a bad host and start thinking about whether you're a good guest.
2: Mm, there is a little bit of discourse here, I will say. This one. OP isn't being a snob, in my opinion. There's literally no room for people to sit in this house. I don't think the folding chair solution would work either. Maybe they can fit the chairs, but definitely not the table for people to put their food on. And definitely doesn't fix the bathroom problem. People are stupid.
0: The folding chairs, I just don't think they'll work. Based on absolutely nothing, no idea what the floor plan is. I have no information that would qualify me to make this choice.
2: She knows. She knows. Th- the table's not gonna fit. This one, um... I think the sister-in-law is an asshole here too. God bless her for committing to do the work for a gathering that big, but the onus is on her to make sure everyone's comfortable. I need to... I, it this... sounds
0: like only one person and her shitty kids are uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, it doesn't sound like everyone's saying we don't want to go here, we don't fit, these are other options, and she's forcing it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I, this, this thread needs to be closed.
1: You're the asshole! You're, You're the, the asshole! asshole.
0: Case okay. closed. Shout out Tyab's Indian in Whitechapel, by the way. Oh my god, I'm so hungry.
1: Yeah, I'm hungry. We yeah. should
2: order some pizza.
1: I week. was thinking about it earlier. I okay. almost did. Do you
0: want to
1: day. go back to ours tonight and we'll
2: order pizza? Frank and Manka. Um, Frank and Mankin. Frank and Mankin. We could make some Franks. We
1: could we could make some Franks and maybe ha, I'll wrap some Christmas presents. Have you ever made like, a Frank? Christmasy on the TV.
2: And so this is war is over. If you want it. War war Oh my god. Guys. hand oh that's a weird sound
1: we've made a list we've checked it twice we're gonna find out if these holiday activities are naughty or nice she nailed it let's go that's right who do you think you are I am
2: so
0: oh no you're gonna she was introing oh okay sorry
1: I'm happy for someone else too that's all I had
0: (laughs) (laughs) take it away
2: so the way this tier list works is that we are going to have different tiers ranked A, B, C, D, and F. So classic kind of American grading system. Easy to follow there, and we have a list of 10 different Christmassy wintry activities that we will be tier ranking and putting in this list. We'll put the disclaimer out. You do you. Everyone has their things on holiday traditions and whatnot. However, we will be roasting things ruthlessly. Enjoy. Gabby, would you like to read out our list for us? Would I ever.
1: So we have leaving cookies for Santa, building a gingerbread house, going ice skating, driving around to look at Christmas lights, listening to Christmas or other festive music, going sledding, reading the night before Christmas, having a seasonal beverage such as an eggnog or a mulled wine, making sugar cookies, and taking a look at the NORAD Santa Tracker. This is sponsored, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> run us our check.
0: This episode brought to you by NORAD. Trust in the Department of Defense.
2: Is it the Department of Defense? I literally only know it for Santa Tracker.
0: NORAD exists to track Soviet nuclear testing.
2: <laughs> NORAD exists to track Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? same thing. Oh my god, I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm seeing everything I know flash
1: before my eyes right now. It's a government body that only exists for Santa. What? (laughs) (laughs) I need a minute. I'm sorry. It's happening. Which, it's funny. I thought it was just like, so I've never watched the Norad. I guess we can just start with the Norad Santa Tracker. So I've never used it. It's funny to me that they actually have, like, tracking
2: technology. I
1: thought it was just, like, a joke algorithm. Me
2: too! I thought it just had, you know, Santa... I knew that Norad was a real thing, but I thought that they just, you know, timed out, like, oh, Santa would have to be in this many places because they've got the present tracker up top. They've got where Santa's gonna be next, how long he's gonna be somewhere, all this kind of stuff. It's so fun.
1: It It seems a little overpowered for something that's not actually tracking anything, unless...
2: Unless
0: it's actually about nukes. So, quick correction, it's not part of the Department of Events. Boo! uh, Because it is a joint operation with both uh, Canada and the United States. Do you guys know what NORAD stands for? Because that would have probably been relevant to this discussion if you didn't.
2: No, because as previously stated, I literally thought... I knew that NORAD existed. I've never heard of it outside of the context of Santa. It's
0: the North American Aerospace Defense Command.
2: (laughs) Oh my god, and they just do... They just put out the Santa Tracker!
0: And occasionally, <laughs> occasionally, propaganda for the military. There was one year where it was really foggy, and on the Santa Tracker, they had two F-15s guiding Santa because Rudolph's nose wasn't bright enough.
2: No, See? Rudolph's nose is bright enough!
0: I'm just saying, like, it was 2007 Rudolph, with
2: your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight?
0: Do not cite the deep magic to me. I was there when it was written.
2: So this is the problem. Now
1: I'm realizing the Norad Santa Tracker is just a PR campaign to make this government
2: body seem like less evil. I'm, I'm having, I've never, I-
0: Her pulse is at like 155.
2: I'm so, I'm so confused. I was immediately going to put Norad Santa Tracking in A tier because it's my favorite thing. It's so much fun every Christmas to be like, oh my God, Santa's in- Belize. Santa's in Belize. Like, we gotta, like, we gotta get, we gotta get going to bed, like. I've never been to Belize. You never know when he's gonna be here and stuff. Okay, I'm, I'm having, I, I can't, I was gonna put it in A tier. I love the Norad Santa Tracker, and I feel like everything I know is crumbling down
0: around. I'm gonna put it in A tier. Who cares if it's a PR (laughs) move by the North American Aerospace Defense Command? I'm not some kind of, like, dirty commie who hates the government.
2: I guess. What? I guess, yeah, (laughs) what? (laughs) What? I guess, here's the thing, if it is just a PR push by them, they're not doing a very good job at it, considering I'm now an adult, and I have, every Christmas, used the NORAD Santa tracker to track Santa, and I didn't know what NORAD was. Exactly! Doing That's doing a really good
1: job, job. because yeah. then if you see NORAD in the news, you have positive associations, and you're not like, oh, the nuke people, the bomb people. You're like, oh, Norad, they do Santa. I like Norad.
2: I think I would just be confused because I'd be like, what are the Santa people doing in the news? Tell me where Santa is right now. Okay. Is he okay?
1: Where are we putting them?
2: A tier. Gabby, what are you feeling?
1: So I've never used it.
2: Okay. You should use it this year. It's really fun. Okay. I'll put it in B. It sounds fun. It's really fun. Okay. I'm going to keep it at A tier.
0: Yay.
2: However, I did just like, everything I know is... Is, is a lie.
0: That was amazing.
1: That was the least satisfying A tier. I know. It's <laughs> like an A tier under duress. I've never felt worse about an A tier. I know. <laughs> but I'm so glad that we had that live. All right. So next up, we have leaving cookies for Santa. What are your thoughts? Have you guys done it? It's unbelievable.
2: It's a tier. It's a great. I love leaving cookies for Santa. And a little fun fact about me that I started to mention actually before we were we were recording this. I used to leave out some healthy snacks for Santa as well because you know he goes to what we just passed eight billion as a population. He goes to a lot of houses. You know, Santa goes to anyone's house who leaves out cookies for him. That's yeah. Or a healthy snack. Or a healthy snack. The acai berry is a superfood. And. A super gift. But yeah, because Santa goes to a lot of houses, guys. You have to understand that he eats a lot of cookies and maybe sometimes... You know when you eat too many sweets, you yeah. don't really want that, you know? I eat
0: like one stick of gum and I feel like that.
2: Yeah, and so I would leave some nice little carrot sticks out for Santa in case he wanted a little, a nice little crunch. Alongside his cookies, of course, I'm not a criminal.
1: See, I always left carrots, but they were for the reindeer.
2: Oh yeah, see, I would throw, like take a dog bowl full of water mm-hmm. and leave that out for the reindeer. Alongside, I would throw oats all over the place. The fun thing is, is that I spend Christmas at a place that is full of deer. And so then usually you wake up and just, there's a bunch of deer and they're just chilling there, eating the oats and the grass. It's really fun. A tier.
1: A tier.
2: I'm going to go A tier. I think we are going to have a lot of A tiers right now, but it's Christmas. I fun. disagree.
1: A lot of the things on this list, I am not pro. And we are <laughs> getting there right now with building a gingerbread house. I think this is a bad activity.
0: I'll pop it off towards C tier. Yeah. I enjoy doing it with my siblings. We absolutely take the piss the entire time.
2: Oh, for sure.
0: Last year, we made a, gingerbread, a small gingerbread man, and we put him through the window of the gingerbread house and said he was breaking in. <laughs>
2: That's pretty good. I also am gonna say something right now. Neither one of you have cats. Gingerbread houses and cats are a really fun combo. I still wouldn't say it's an A tier, but there is an element where each morning we'd wake up and there'd be like a new paw print somewhere or like one of the little marshmallow snowmen that we'd create would have like his arm <laughs> bit off or something. Like my cats knew that they weren't supposed to be doing it and also didn't really like it once they started to eat it, but would always try a little bit and then like spit it out next to it. And it was just hilarious.
1: It was their advent calendar. <laughs> it was
2: their advent calendar. Like yes. Today,
1: a gumball. Tomorrow, some frosting.
2: Exactly. There'd be like a little paw print there or like a whisker stuck into something. It was always a fun little game. The best part, though, of having a gingerbread house is because I have chickens. And so the chickens get all sorts of treats, you know? They will eat anything when it's the end of the season and we're, you know, we're getting rid of the gingerbread house. No, we don't just toss it into the trash. It goes to the ladies. The chickens turn into Godzilla. It's them slowly, like, breaking down the walls of these houses, like, eating the men off of it, like, just tearing it apart. It's hilarious.
1: I'm interested to discuss this with you, because I recently talked to someone where I was like, yeah, I don't really like making a gingerbread house. You know, you you spend all this time building it. It's not very enjoyable to build. And then in the end, like, it just kind of gets stale and you throw it away. And he was like, you don't eat it at the end? Absolutely
0: you don't eat it at the end.
1: Who's- he it's, was like, yeah, we eat it the next day. Like, you leave it out for, like, a night, and you kind of get to look at it, and then the next day you eat it. No. And so I, I wanted it's... to pose the question of whether this is, like, a common thing, because I was taken aback.
0: It could be cultural, because we're all three of us American. Yeah. But I have never heard of that.
2: But also, I mean, are they baking the house? If you're baking the house yes, yourself and that true. kind of stuff, but when you, like, you know, go buy your packs of your gingerbread house and stuff, you don't want to be eating that. Yeah. It's
0: not made for you to eat
2: no
1: yeah so i i'm gonna put this in c tier
2: i'm fine with c tier i'm happy with c tier considering the majority of people probably listening to this podcast who don't have chickens if you have chickens you will understand me though and
0: also throw some chicken pics in the dm
2: yeah send your chick pics please i want them going ice skating how do
1: we feel
0: it's pretty good i'm very bad at it but it makes me feel wintry i'm going with b tier
1: i agree with b tier i think it's fun but I wouldn't choose it over another Christmasy activity.
2: I agree. I think I'm pretty solid on this one with you guys. Ice skating is really fun. I really love it. I love going to do it. If it doesn't happen, it's not like, oh my God, Christmas is ruined. Yes. It's not like if I don't watch Love Actually at least 23 times.
1: Why didn't we put that on the list? Because that would be the A-est of all eight We still could put it on the list.
2: There's still time. There's still time. (laughs) All these the shadows of things that will be.
1: The shadows of things that may be. We have the technology. So B-tier ice skating,
0: it's just fine.
2: Yeah, it's good. I really
0: no, it's yeah. Better, it's better than fine. It's better than fine. It's B. It's pretty okay.
1: It's pretty good. It's good.
2: <laughs> How many just different
0: like adjectives can we? Yeah, have?
2: it's adequate.
0: It's,
1: it gets the job done. It exists.
0: It's suitable for purpose. It's
1: an activity.
0: We gotta stop. It okay. hits minimum standards.
1: B. All right, we have driving around and looking at Christmas lights. I love this one.
0: You could not be more F-tier.
1: You're a moron. You're a
0: fucking idiot. Explain how this makes any fucking sense at all.
1: Okay i love it it's one of my favorite activities to do we go to like the bougie neighborhoods of people who like hire people to decorate their houses with christmas lights those are always really fun to look at i also love a good diy job because i don't know if this is like common you don't really get it in london where we live now and you i don't know if you guys get it where you live you get like giant inflatable snowmen that people put in their yards, and they're like ten feet tall, oh, yeah. and they like undulate. Or like, I love like a bad DIY job, like you know the people who get the lights where it, it's like a projector and it just projects lights on your house. But I'm like, that's bad, and I like pointing at it and laughing at it. But there are some in our neighborhood, like or in our town, that people like drive out to look at. Yeah. Like, you know, it's that level where, like, they go hard.
2: I think that there could be a dissonance here because you and I grew up in the U.S. Ryan, for the the most part, you grew up in the U.K. The U.K. does have some very pretty Christmas lights and stuff like that. It's tasteful Christmas lights. Americans go ham. I would always drive to, like, around the bougie neighborhoods doing this growing up. And, yeah, it's the people who hire out people and they have, like, a light show going on. There was one house that just always had 10 cars parked out in front of it, you know, watching, watching the light show. You get your hot chocolate, you go in the car, it's really fun. The place where I go home to now is like a little less neighborhood oriented And so it's harder to do it. And so it is it's really location dependent. Yeah, I would probably put it out of B tier Personally,
0: I'm happy
1: with B. Ryan I think
2: Ryan it is gonna die shoot put us. It
0: at B. If this goes above C tier I'm walking off the show.
2: Get out then. You're out of it. Mean, I
0: just get no enjoyment out of it
2: Would you say that you are enjoying yourself and having fun or having no fun and no enjoyment?
1: you're really not making a strong argument therefore I think it is B tier it's oh
0: actually terrible like you're just <laughs> out here looking at stuff ah!
1: my favorite thing is to look at stuff you know this you're being ignorant no
2: no I'm ending this conversation
1: yeah we're ending it it's B it's tier ending. you have been outvoted we are ending this conversation we have arrived at listening to Christmas or other
2: festive music
0: <sighs> D tier
2: Ryan, I have a question to ask you. Yeah, go on. Is this largely due to maybe some trauma of your sister having you listen to the Hillary Duff album so many times? The Hillary Duff Christmas album. Yeah. You can move past this.
0: I may be able to move past Hillary Duff, but how can I move past 2009 Bob Dylan album, Christmas Is in the Heart? I've never even heard of that. What is that? Bob Dylan's Christmas album. Eric played it every single year. And Will again. We were at dinner Last week, and (laughs) I was making my argument, and I will make that argument again here today. Christmas songs start too early, and I think everyone agrees with that, but what they don't agree with is that I think you should start playing Christmas songs on, like, the 18th. Mm. Of December.
2: Of October. No. I'm a firm believer people start listening to it way too early, especially being in the UK now where they don't really have that like Thanksgiving folly holiday vibe there. My birthday's in November and I sometimes hear Christmas music being played on my birthday and I'm like, no, this is not true. It's November 2nd for context. This is not true. (laughs) It's not. My birthday does not fall in the Christmas season and it never will it does start too early and people get oversaturated with it.
0: And that is my problem. It's the oversaturation. I think that a lot of Christmas songs are really, really good and I like them a lot. That's why I'm super down with, yeah, let's listen to nothing but Christmas songs for a week. And if you do that, You'll probably listen to every Christmas song three or four times because there's not that many of them and not all of them are winners. You know, I know you love it, Gabby, but I'm not probably chucking on the Justin Bieber Christmas album immediately after the Michael Buble. You and know? that's
1: why you're wrong. <sighs> Can't stop staring at your We should always be chucking on the Justin Bieber Christmas <laughs> album regardless of time of year. But I don't know. I think Christmas music is, I'm not like super, super, super pro. I think it's fine. I think it's good. I don't put it on. I like just hearing it like when I'm out and about. I really like that. Yes. That's when I get excited. And that I think can start early. I think
2: the oversaturation of it is an issue hundred percent and yeah like when i was on a walk today yeah i wasn't listening to christmas music i was listening to midnights by taylor swift which will never be oversaturated
0: never taylor please get in touch emma is still down bad
2: i'm still gonna cry so far in the weeds (laughs) we need to move yeah i don't care about any of this oversaturation is an issue so i would put it at a c tier for me
0: i'm fine with c tier i'm fine
2: with c
1: how do y'all feel about sledding
0: if the weather's there sledding is fucking dope
1: yeah i agree i love sledding i really like tubing
0: tubing's really fun
1: yeah what's tubing you just take instead of a sled it's an inner tube
2: oh okay
1: yeah you can really fly yeah
2: you go
0: fast yeah
2: oh see i think that that wouldn't work with how i normally sled like
0: cross-country sledding
2: yes um (laughs) well no i'm normally sledding in wyoming it's, there's a lot of rocks, there's a lot of things that you're hitting. I think the tube would break I've within a tube. the first five minutes. I love sledding. Sledding's amazing.
0: I, I think because it's weather dependent, B tier, just, it's just not super consistent.
2: You can't rely on it every yeah. year. Yeah. I'm happy with B-tier.
1: <laughs> B-tier. B tier. B tier. When it hits, it hits. When it's shit, it's shit. Yep. Let's go. Reading The Night Before Christmas. I've not done this one.
2: Really? You guys don't read The Night Before Christmas?
1: We might have like one year when oh. I was really little.
0: I don't
2: know if I've met many people who don't have that into their regime.
0: Or, or something. I know families that like have different stories there. That's but like true. a little story before bed on Christmas Eve. That's been one of my most consistent family traditions in the holidays. I really like it.
2: Oh yeah. My my grandfather on my dad's side, my grandfather does it. Oh, I thought you were shaking your head at me.
0: Oh no, sorry, I was just shaking my my hair
2: Oh, I thought I thought no, I said doesn't. my grandfather. No, he does oh, not. No, no, I spoke to Gary. It was never... me the whole time.
0: <laughs> this is Dude. weird. Gary Claus.
2: <laughs> no, Gary I. Claus. I hate everything about this conversation. Okay. Do you like that activity? Yes, I think it's really fun and sweet. It's, I mean, it's, it's a really quick activity. On my dad's side, my grandpa reads the story. On my mom's side, my oldest brother now reads the story. It's short and sweet, but you gotta do it. You, I love it. I think the only time I've ever done it was with a sports team, and it was one of those, like, drink every
1: time they say, like, night, Christmas. Like, they're just a long list of words. That was not a fun experience. I, what you were describing sounds much more pleasant. Um, a tier. B.
0: B B tier.
1: I'll allow it. Let's go. All right. How do you guys feel about a seasonal
2: bevragino? Yes, A tier. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I went so hard, so fast for this. If there is one thing about me is that I am a hot beverage girly. I love having my cozy little sipper in a mug. Give me the tea. Give me the coffee. Give me the mulled wine. Give me the cider. Anything. Loves eggnog. Literally do never give me eggnog <laughs> ever and I will scream and cry. An eggnog latte though, Ooh, on the other hand. Any peppermint hot shot, anything, I love a little warm beverage and I will be sipping on them every single day during December.
0: I'm down for A tier. The Burden Blend holiday teas are absolutely fantastic
2: we are all actively using their tea advent calendar all three of yes us. it's amazing it's beautiful it's wonderful i love it burden blend sponsor us we've also edited this podcast in your store before. it's true
1: yeah, I love Bird and Blend. If there's a tea, I'll be sipping. If there's a latte, I'm interested, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: drinks in an A tier. Plus, eggnog is great.
2: I'm gonna need you to get out of my house before I kick you
0: out. Grog me some nog.
2: Gro- Grog on my nog. Until um, I'm ready to fall. I love hot beverages so much. Oh my god, I can't wait for all the hot beverages I'm gonna have once I'm home for Christmas.
0: When you nog, but oh. she keeps grogging.
2: Oh my god, the, my local coffee shop in town Does a special version of, like, a a London fog that's an earl grey and peppermint, you know, instead of the vanilla. Oh, it's
1: so good. The final addition to our list is making sugar cookies or whatever kind of Christmas cookie is
2: traditional in your household. I'm kind of fine with this being, like, a D. You're insane! (laughs) I mean, I don't... Okay, a C would be better for me, then. Okay. Because here's the thing, I don't like... They're fun to make and to decorate. I don't want to eat them. And so then I guess it's like the gingerbread house guy where where it's like, you know, you make it and then you just...
0: Nah, my little sister makes really, really good cookies. She does these ones where it's like a sugar cookie. And then she puts like a, a lifesaver in the center so it melts and it's like a stained glass window cookie
1: oh yeah
0: it's really good I oh like, i've I seen that i what? saw
1: it in american girl magazine
0: <laughs> that made me i where she love
1: saw american girl I'm, magazine and i'm <laughs> <laughs> looking at it being like wow i wish i could make that but i'm only eight years old like there's no way i could make a stained glass cookie Oh my god, I wanna have an American Girl Doll birthday party. <laughs> I love making and eating seasonal cookies. Our household one was a peanut butter kiss cookie, also oh, known as a peanut so butter blossom. I know, aren't they? Do you wanna That's why it should be higher?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna know my, my, my crazy person take is that I used to take the kiss out of those and just and then just eat the peanut butter cookies.
1: You're insane! I know.
2: I didn't want the kiss. I just want the pe I love
1: peanut butter. Making Christmas cookies, I like making them, I like eating them, I like making them for other people, I like making them for myself and eating a dozen in my bed. I would put this quite high. I
2: recognize that may not be popular. I think it is popular. I think I'm wrong with my neutrality towards it. I think I am in the minority. I'm happy to rescind my standpoint here. I'll do B tier. I will allow for B tier. I will allow for B tier as well. okay.
0: Read them back to us Gooous Lorenzo.
1: <laughs> Our official rating is as such and we can do we can do some adjustments if needed. At a tier we have leaving cookies out for Santa and a seasonal beverage. Seasonal beverage. let's go and viewing the NORAD Santa tracker. <laughs> Which is simultaneously in A tier and F tier.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for Air Force.
1: (laughs) A little bit of both. She's my problematic fave. (laughs) She is. At B tier, we have ice skating, driving around to look at Christmas lights. Ryan, don't say anything. Sledding, reading the night before Christmas,
2: and making sugar cookies or whatever seasonal cookie your heart desires a pretty full B tier. I would be happy to have a Night Before Christmas go to C. Not because it isn't like a special little thing, but it's a very it's not really an activity, so to speak. Sure. Well, I guess
0: it might be for you, Ryan. <laughs> it is, but I'm fine with it going to C tier. C for Christmas.
2: I'm
1: also happy for ice skating to go to C.
0: C for skating. So, That's fine. <sighs> ice
1: skating. We had put in C tier listening to Christmas and festive music.
0: Okay, That's cool.
2: fine. That's fine, considering we will not
0: I will not be dissuaded. Yeah. I already gave up a lot of ground on that fucking Christmas light thing.
2: (laughs) And that is our
1: ranking. We've adjusted the curve. We still have no D and F, which I think just... That's because
0: Christmas is an A-tier holiday.
1: It just, it really is the most magical time of
2: year. That's true. I think, you know...
0: It's the most wonderful wonderful time of the year. year.
1: And now on to our final segment where we will be doing one of my favorite pastimes, which is going on the website for Jelly Cat Stuffed Animals and reading the five-star reviews. And pretty much all of the reviews on the Jelly Cat website are five-star. Because they're just delightful little guys. If you are not familiar, I invite you to go check out their website now. We will also have photos of all of the reviewed stuffed animals on our Instagram for your pleasure. That made it sound like you're going to jack off looking at them. Please don't. I'm not even
0: supposed to be here.
1: So they have a Christmas collection of stuffed animals out. So in keeping with the, the festive vibe of the show... We're going to be taking a look at what the people have to say about these these little guys. So we're going to start with Jolly Gingerbread Fred. He has six five-star reviews. Ryan, would you like to do the honors? I would
0: like to read one. Five stars. Gorgeous gingerbread dude. I don't think I could love a wee guy any more than I love him. He is so unbelievably adorable and soft that I couldn't resist buying him and a pal so he's not alone. My daughter will go crazy when she sees them on the mantelpiece when we put up the Christmas decorations. I don't think they'll be going down in January though.
2: Oh,
1: Sarah says, So cute! Such a cute toy. He came to visit us last December instead of the naughty elf on the shelf. Did lots of cute things instead. Both kids loved him. Five stars. That's so cute. Let's see who we have next. Oh, do you want to pick one? The mince pie! (laughs) Okay, give me the mince pie. (laughs) Next up we have the amusable mince pie. Amusable? The description is ding dong, merry little pie. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's that's that's, the website's description that's my description of myself too (laughs) ding dong very little pie if i ever go back on dating apps that's the bio bethany
1: says love 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 my favorite one i think it is so small and cute five stars
2: because he's a merry little pie yeah <laughs> of course he's so small and cute this right here is percy Thanks. penguin oh my god it's like a modeling profile they've got the side shot of him <laughs> the back downright delightful no his description is downy right delightful because oh, down, has down feathers. feathers oh i love him oh my god oh <laughs> sorry this one <laughs> The the title of the review is Daddy Penguin is a Good Boy. (laughs)
0: Oh, no,
2: Percy. (laughs) Cute. We have called him Daddy Penguin. This one just, the title is Found Him at a Toy Store. The review is by user I Love Penguins. (laughs) And all it says is he is very fluffy and huggable. And every word is capitalized there. I love that. (laughs) I think there may have been some bias oh, this one. Uh,
1: <laughs> coming from I Love Penguins.
0: I have just found the Celebration Crustacean Shrimp. The Celebration Shrimp.
2: Oh, he got no! a little cat!
0: His description is Prawn to be Wild. Ow! And our review, five stars by Zach. Tiny Shrimp Friend. I have all the mini crabs, lobsters, and shrimps, and I call them the crustacean crew. The ones in little party hats are so adorable and so soft and so squishy. This little guy is so funny. He reminds me of a worm on a string. I love him. His name is Sebastian.
2: Oh, that's a perfect name for him. It's a handsome name.
0: Five stars. Shrimply the best. Ah!
1: the best.
0: when i say i would do anything for this little guy i am not joking he is the shrimp of my heart my comfort shrimp also the perfect size to hold
2: i love this
1: i love this so we're gonna be putting an amazon wish list in our instagram bio please buy us sebastian please buy us sebastian
0: <laughs> do you like vivacious vegetable carrot
2: Oh, vivacious vegetable.
0: Would you like to read some vivacious vegetable carrots?
2: Oh, oh guys. Or vivacious. He's so vivacious. Orange you glad this carrot came. Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this this review from user Mr. Carrot. Uh, <laughs> he's writing his own review. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it says, get this carrot. This carrot is amazing. He never stops smiling and is just perfect. Get him! In all caps. <laughs> get him! FBI, open up! I named him Mr. Carrot. <laughs> yeah, he, he was is reviewing review. himself! Get um, him, please. I've been God. in this factory for so long. This This carrot's been on an adventure. The review title, Broadway, baby. I got my carrot at the Museum of Modern Art in New York City, and then he came with me. Mama. To... And then he came with me to see *Hades Town* on Broadway. Also helped comfort my friend who was having bad anxiety. Very good little guy. I named him Francois. <laughs> i like that. Everyone
0: drops the name,
2: man. Oh my god, this name as well. I'm sorry. I'll stop reading the carrot one soon. No,
0: please never do.
2: Um, just carrot for your hand. His name is Felix Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> First and last. His name is Felix Gomez. He's really good to hold in one hand, and his hair is exceptionally voluminous. I'm so glad people are enjoying this, because this has just been my little private
1: hobby for so long. <laughs> We're gonna round it off with Little Polar Bear. A flurry of furry. Aww. Oh, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay.
0: mm. oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh. There are two five-star reviews.
2: I Oh, I love him.
0: I love how tiny his little arms and legs are. He's just like a boy. You could say he's a little polar bear. I love how deeply unproportional he is. You could say he's a little polar bear.
1: Or, if you were Josh, you would say he is a little pile of snow. Aw. Oh. That is the title of this review. This tiny ball of snow is everything. He is not purely white, a bit cream-colored, just like snowfall in the night, glistening in the moonlight. His eyes are quite close together, giving him a wonderful look. The fur is top-notch quality. Imagine picking up a pile of snow without the wet cold. He is guaranteed to melt your heart, though. This bear likes horror movies and salt and vinegar chips.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: I cannot recommend him enough. Winter can be bleak, but Little Polar Bear is like an antidepressant.
2: Aww. Five stars. I kind of want someone to just, like, read me Jellycat reviews <laughs> in a soothing voice forever.
1: The other review comes from L.E.M., a small angel. <laughs> small is S-M-O-L.
0: Oh, of course it is.
1: Two widow and a adorable to handle. <laughs> oh, no, no, no! You need
0: to leave!
2: His
1: brother is the little brown bear, and I cannot with them. <laughs> the most perfect, lovable baby I have ever set my eyes on. Five stars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everyone. Well, that is just about our time here. I hope you have a holly, jolly Christmas, but... Before you head off to go be with your family, I gotta know, girls, what did you learn this week?
1: I feel like this episode, my heart grew three sizes like the Grinch.
0: Honestly, I think mine grew four sizes. Not to try to outdo you or whatever, but I did outdo you, so you have to live with that.
2: I think all of our heart sizes (laughs) grew. I think that for me, this episode, there really can only be one answer for what did I learn this episode. And it's something that maybe I need to go speak to a therapist about. <laughs> the fact that Norad just, like, exists outside of just tracking Santa. <laughs> I just, I can't start talking about it again because we're going to be here for another hour. But... <laughs> but you guys know what I mean. Gabby, <coughs> <laughs> what?
0: Gabby, what did you learn?
2: I learned that people
1: send out Christmas cards on behalf of their baby. And honestly, I'm kind of into it.
2: What did you learn, Ryan?
0: I learned about a bunch of little jelly guys that I want to hang out with.
2: I learned that his name is Felix Gomez and I want to hang out with him.
0: Felix Gomez is my new best friend.
2: I love Felix.
0: If you all enjoyed the show, thank you so much for listening, and if you didn't enjoy the show but still listen to the whole thing, uh, respect, I guess. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy more in the new year. Now, we will not be back next week. We've got uh, uh, holidays coming up. We're all traveling. We're all going to be in different places, so we won't be recording. We will be back in January, and we will be coming in with a whole bunch of new plans, new ideas, new formats for the show, lots of new content that we're super excited for, and we cannot wait to start creating, and we hope you're going to enjoy it, so get excited. I want
2: to give a special thank you to everyone whose Spotify wrapped we are on. Um, something I shared with both of my co-hosts is that actually it's been a little bit of a life goal for me to end up on someone's Spotify wrapped, to which I was then told, but Emma, you- you aren't a musician, you've never put anything out on Spotify before, how did you think that this was going to happen? I don't know, I just wanted to be there, and I got to be included this year. And we're so happy that you guys listen to the podcast
0: this year. Yeah, we're going to have our Spotify rap stats up at some point on the Instagram. So definitely give that a follow if you want to see what cheeky stuff we're up to there. Plus all of the pictures of the jelly cats stuffed animals will be there. Oh, they're going up. Plus memes and announcements. So definitely give that a follow at what.tfpodcast on Instagram.
2: I'm actually going to post consistently in the new year. It's a big thing yeah yay! let's go um
0: so give us a follow everyone
2: on whatever platform you're listening on
0: and before you go i got one last question for you
2: one last question of 2022 let's go (gasps) what is it
0: won't you motherfuckers have a holly jolly christmas with me
2: have a holly Holly jolly jolly
1: christmas (laughs) it's the best time of
2: the year come they told me
0: a newborn king to see. Rumpa bum bum. Our finest gifts we bring. Rumpa bum bum. Rumpa bum bum. Rumpa bum Rum-pum-pum-pum. bum.
2: on earth, uh. um. can it be? A year
1: you... from now, see? perhaps uh. we'll see.
0: Our finest gifts will
1: bring our, our
2: glory Save the
0: day warm, and all of the will Live in peace, live in peace again. So peace
2: and all. all I don't know
1: if there'll be snow and have, have a cup, cup of cheer. Unless <laughs> hurt at that bitch's house, because she does not want any that alcohol. doesn't even own the
2: <laughs> Oh my god. A wine glass? No. That's racist.